Tampa, music and news. Join the WMNF family who donated during our WMNF Summer Fun Drive. We came up a little bit short, and we'll get there with your help. Call 813-238-8001 on the weekdays, and you can also try us in the studios at 813-239-9663. Or give at WMNF.org or through the app. Thanks. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, I say, it's alright. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11 we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the wonderful Annie Ellis. Hi, Kenny. So nice to see you. Good to see you. Answering your questions. Calls is Clark, and working the boards is Mr. Bill Grace. Annie, do you know what season it is? Well, no. I mean, I do know, but I think you want to tell me something, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> well, my first response is that it's allergy season. Oh, I don't have allergies, so there it is. Well, in Florida, it's allergy season all the time, but spring, spring is the worst, and then summer is the second worst, yeah. and I'm feeling it. Are you really? You know, it's odd. I don't have any response to the pollen at all. Uh, I could stick my head in a bag of it, and it would not make one iota difference <laughs> to me. But when I moved to another place, I, I moved in, to Memphis, Tennessee one time, and I lived there for while well, my ex-husband was doing his medical uh, schooling. And so just moving to another area with a different pollen mm-hmm. did have an effect on me until I got used to it. Yeah. And then it changed because I, I guess I can process. I don't know. It's crazy. You're very lucky. Well, I'm so sorry that you aren't feeling well. Do you know what uh, other season it is? Georgia peach season. Georgia peach. That's what my grandmother used to call me. <laughs> I'm a Georgia peach. And, uh, <laughs> Born in Atlanta. <laughs> there was. They're delicious, by the way. They're delicious. Yes. And I, on the package, it said gluten free. <laughs> And all all fruits and vegetables are naturally gluten free. (laughs) It's greenwashing again. Yeah, that's a strange strange promise. But it's just because people need to know uh, in their brain that they're getting something that they thought they needed. Yeah. (laughs) And cracks me up. Today is Mr. Google is your friend. Yeah. (laughs) Today is day one of. National Internet, I would say International Pollinator Week. Oh, that's fantastic. And did you know that pollinators like bees, butterflies, and bats provide one out of three bites of food we eat? I how, wait a minute, one out of three, three bites. Yeah, so that is incredible. I saw a picture many years ago of some European grocery stores who took out all of the food that was pollinated by bees. Uh-huh. So people would like, see there was yeah, like one thing exactly. you could get a pack of gum or something like that. Yeah. So uh, later uh in the show Kitty Wallace is going to be calling in oh, to tell us Kitty. some events, but we want to thank our native uh pollinators by planting native plants, supporting Absolutely. local farmers and educating others about the importance of pollinators. And you know, the other thing about having the native plants like you were just talking about is yeah, it supports the native 
insects it, uh, and the native insects then in support the native birds. The small birds support the, the uh, predatory birds and so on and so on and so on. It's a perfect circle, but if we take out all the native stuff, mm-hmm. it does not work. So it's really important to look for mixing natives with your regulars. If you want to have annuals with, you know, the flowers that you have to constantly replant, that's fine. I do do it too. I do annual vegetables. But you really need to put in uh, uh, native plant materials that's going to reseed itself and come back every year. And if it doesn't, then try again because it helps. So much. Thank you, Kenny, for that <laughs> fantastic thing you yes. just said. Yes, and this weekend, the USF Botanical Gardens is having their summer sale. And oh, on the line, fantastic. we have the director, Lori Walker. Hi, Lori. Yay, Lori. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. And hey. Hi, Kenny. Hello. <laughs> hey, Lori. <laughs> we are... Uh, we know we love your sales, and yes. we want you to tell the listeners about the sale and probably how they can add plants that are good for the pollinators well, to yeah, their yard. Be all over the place there. Yeah. Oh yeah, bring your well, wagon. Yeah, well, actually, that's a good point. Bring your wagon. That's right. Yeah, this is um, also what tomorrow is a new season. Yep. Actually, it's summer funny. I didn't even tomorrow. know that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's already hot as Hades. So. I know. I'm like, summer started like three months ago. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. um, but yeah, we're hosting our summer plant festival this coming weekend. And actually, it's our first one since 2019. Oh, wow. So we are so excited to I welcome bet. everybody back to the garden. Yeah. And um, I bet they have uh, a lot of plants that they grew over a three-year period, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's we have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and the garden has never looked better. Either. Oh, that's so, so it'll nice. It would be fun to come out and hang out with us for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the event this weekend is Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th. And it'll run from 10 to 3 on both days. And we have three plant festivals a year. So the summer one is, I think, one of my favorites because it's really focusing on everything that grows well in Florida this time of year. We'll have um, over 20 local growers participating. Uh, We'll have our own plant shop with plants that we've been getting ready for the past year. A lot of natives. Um, as well, but we'll also have nurseries with cactus and succulents and carnivorous plants. plants. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, carnivorous plants. <laughs> um, we'll have fruit trees and culinary and medicinal herbs and vegetable starts. So, uh, yes, and carnivorous plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny will be there for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just about everything you really would want. And, and even plants you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> Until you there. see them, then you have to have them. Oh, let me tell you, I walk around and go, I've never seen that before. Exactly. I have it. So yeah. it really is exciting. Um, <laughs> if, if you've always wanted to plant a native garden or a butterfly pollinator garden or get into edible plants, then this really is the event for you. And um, 
um, one of the best parts of our plant festivals is that the experts are here. So if you ever wanted to know about carnivorous plants but were afraid to ask, <laughs> this is the time to come and meet Kenny and talk. Um, get all your questions answered, and, and these experts will help you choose the best plant yeah. for your yard. That's a really good point because I know a lot of those people uh, that, that are growers and I, they are experts and Amazing. and they're thrilled to share their information with you, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, and it's just the one place where you can take your time yeah. and talk and learn and, and explore. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just one of my favorite times at the garden. It really is. And we're we're really we're we're really um we're, st- we're introducing somebody new this year oh. at this event. It's called Lemon Graft. Oh, yeah. Not- we had them on the air, I think. Excellent. Yeah, well, a while they back. They will be here. Yeah, so it's a way for you to shop in your neighborhood to find the most, you know, fresh, nutritious foods on the yeah, market. Yeah, it's a great idea. And, oh, yeah. And then the garden is going to be one of the drop-off pickup places. So we'll be a uh, lemon drop. Now, say that again. It's a drop-off what place? It will be one of the drop-off and pick-up places. And pick-up places. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't have to walk grass. around with your stuff. You just drop no. it off there and then pick it up at the end? Yeah, well, this is they will they will be handing out information and, and telling everybody how this will work. But it's basically this, this group connects local growers with you, the buyer. And then they will do the shopping and drop it off for you to pick it up. Yeah. So it'll be a, a great way to get to know some of the, the local growers. That's a great too. service. Very good. And then you said it's it 10 to 3 both days, but if you're a member of the gardens, you get to go in at 9.30? At 9.30, what? Yes. Yeah. That gives you incentive to be a member. That's why you got to get that wagon greased up. and. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so ready to go. Your wagon, even if you don't have a wagon, we've got golf carts. Oh, yeah. That'll help you out. Oh, that's holding good. area for you to drop off all your plants and say you're ready to leave. Very good. Thank you, Lori, yeah. for calling in. And wear, wear shoes oh. that you don't care if they get dirty, is <laughs> all I can say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if it rains. Clothes, walking shoes. Yeah, sunscreen. Right. There you go. Thanks, right. Lori. Well, thank you so much for having me on. See you this weekend. It was yes, a pleasure. All right. So, speaking of which, gas prices are expensive. Food prices are going up. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. today's Everything. guests are Whitney Mickelson and Jessica Ojea. And we are talking about food insecurity, food deserts, and local solutions. So stay tuned as we calculate those things. So, Annie, do you want to introduce the two guests? I would love to. This is really an exciting program for me because I honestly didn't know about it. I mean, I knew a little bit, but I didn't know nearly as much as now I do, which I really appreciate having guests on because it makes us research. You know what I mean? It really, it helps us learn, and then we can in turn uh, give all that information to you guys. Well, I'll talk about um, Whitney first. Whitney Mickelson, uh, she has earned her master's degree in clinical psychology, and she worked for about 20 years in ERs as an emergency mental health specialist in both Seattle and Massachusetts. And then about 10 years ago, she had to stop working due to her pain from cerebral palsy. Uh, While still in Massachusetts, 
Whitney found out about Food Rescue US. I've been calling it Food Rescue Us, which is kind of like it. <laughs> but it's Food yeah. Rescue, capital U, capital S. And it's uh, where a good friend of hers uh, had founded a chapter. Uh, and, and we're excited to hear about the, uh, she was excited to hear about the work. And so then uh, Whitney became determined to bring the program to her new home in Florida. Now, I want to also in, introduce uh, at first now with Jessica, uh, Jessica O'Hea. Uh, she started a community cupboard at the end of her driveway. I mean, we can do anything to help people, right? It's just the best when people are thinking outside the box. And as a mother of two, was frequently putting the ex- out extra food and clothing. And at the beginning of uh, COVID in around 2020, she started volunteering with Food Rescue US uh, Dunedin. So I want to thank both of you. I want to thank um, uh, Jessica and also Whitney uh, to the show. We're very excited to hear about everything with you guys. Thanks for being here. Hi, Annie. This is Whitney. Hey, Whitney. Hey, it's good to talk to you. Thank you again. We talked on the phone. We had a lovely conversation. Yes. And Jessica, are you there? I am here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, we're so happy about it. We have, uh, you know, we put together some questions and such. So I think we should just jump into it. And I think that also, since both of you guys are involved in this, that, you know, it'll be when you feel like you want to add to it, if one person starts, go ahead and and bring in what you think at the end of that conversation. So it won't just be one as a leader. Okay. So one of the things that uh, we have, the first thing is, uh, what is food insecurity? Because that was what we led with. So what is that? So people understand. Jessica, is it okay if I take this Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So basically, um, I did my homework here in Pinellas County and I found out that 36,000 children in our community are considered food insecure. And that means that that household can only provide a limited amount of food. Mm. So it's certainly not adequate. And that's just in your community, that's just in your just area. In my my county. Not even talking about Hillsborough, which is gigantic. not even talking about just Pinellas yeah. County. So thirty six thousand kids yeah. are hungry. Yeah. Okay. And out of those thirty six thousand children 7,000 of them are chronically hungry. Mm. They are always, always hungry. Yeah. So this, this means that these kids have little or no access to food mm. when they're not in school. So when they're at home on the weekends, holidays, over the summer, they're hungry. Yeah. Chronically hungry. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge, huge deal, and huge deal. So let me ask you for, this: uh, there yeah. was, um, <clears throat> you said you, you're saying this, and it's so important. It is so important that we focus on that these small people in our world are 
worried about not getting food. I mean, that's not something a child or anybody really should have to oh. worry about, thinking about that they are not going to have enough to eat. What's going to happen at dinner time? You know, is there even a dinner it, time? There isn't. So it, what? It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And I want us all Absolutely. to understand that so we can do something about it. So when you were, you said specifically, uh, when you were working in the ER, what, what did you see in regards to the combination of the poverty and food insecurity? And what made you put those two together, investigate right. what to do about it? Please. Well, after, after years and years in the ER, um, I, I found that many people, many families even, but many single people came into the ER uh, up in Massachusetts one, to get out of the cold, and two, to get a hot meal. Wow. So, so these, they, they were using ERs as shelters. Wow. Um, and obviously, that's not how we want our medical system to, yeah, to be a, used. Yeah, it's an expensive situation. Yes. So, it's a very expensive sandwich, you know, yeah. to, to provide. Um, so... You know, I got to thinking and talking to my friend up north about what she does and she has been doing for years and years and years. Um, and it just seemed like a no-brainer to take food that these big oh, no. companies can't sell anymore Such a because waste. Yeah. That, date, that date has gone, even though the food is still fresh. Right. They they can't sell it. So, uh, did your friend uh, was she involved in Food Rescue uh, U.S.? She, she that, was involved. Yes. Okay, because that's an involved. interesting thing that this is a very organized group and it's nationwide. And it's you national. Can, yeah, yeah, and you can and you created you created the chapter here. Or tell me more about that. And, yes. and Jessica, if you want to throw anything in there, just go ahead. Mm-hmm. So. So when I was talking to my friend, I I didn't even I didn't even realize that people were were able to take donations from these big companies like yeah. Trader Joe's and and stuff like that, and then and then shuffle them to other nonprofits that actually feed people. Um, I just assumed that Trader Joe's just dumped it in their dumpster, you right. know, and. And were they already and they connected? To, so they were already connected to this service in other states. Yes, I love yes. them. So, so I, I that's got my favorite see. store, actually. I know. I love so, it. so I got to see. I got to see. I got to hear it from my friend. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it was such a no-brainer mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Obviously. And um, I had just moved to Dunedin like a week before, literally. So I didn't know anyone. I didn't know any stores. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. So I said to my friend, give me a year to get to know my community mm-hmm. and I will have a chapter in Dunedin. Good for you. Dunedin's a beautiful place too, by the way. My brother lives Yeah, there. but the, their neighbor my neighbors I know I know several of my neighbors, even though it's a beautiful place to live. They need They're hungry. To, yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's, um, you know, I think it's something that people aren't like super proud of that they aren't making yeah. it, you know, as far as right. financially or they're not, exactly. you know, they don't have enough money for food uh, for that. Uh, yeah. To add to what Whitney was saying about, you know, the original question of what 
does food insecurity look like? That's the conversation I've had to have with a lot of people because, you know, they're embarrassed to everyone. Yeah. Someone pull up to, you know, food distribution in a very nice car. But we had a mother in Clearwater who you might not know that her husband was diagnosed with colon cancer and passed after just four months of diagnosis. Oh, my Lord. Now, yeah. He's at home with, yeah. you know, three kids under the age of six. With no income. Yeah. You know, the, things change in people's lives, and it, it doesn't always look the same to everyone. We have, obviously, in Florida, a huge elderly population living on fixed income, and as prices rise, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody, um, but especially those on, on fixed incomes. And we have our, um, you know, our homeless population, and, and food insecurity looks different. Um, it, it has so many faces. Yeah. It has so many faces that it's hard to just say exactly what it looks like because things can change for families and for individuals moment to moment based on what happens in their lives. It really is today. true. So we've really and, had to yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. And it's so secretive. Like, yeah, it, it is because people are afraid to say anything. And it, it, you know, it, if, we, if we take away so the stigma... Yeah, if we take away the stigma of that, yeah. then it's going to open it up for people to be able to go, you know, I need food. Here's the food. Let me go mm-hmm. get it. Boom. There it is. So, Well, you know, we're taught from a young age to take care of ourselves, you know, right. to fend for ourselves to, you know. Well, I do have a garden. <laughs> I mean, you, people, if they Absolutely. do, but if you're homeless, you don't have a garden. You, you know don't what I'm have a garden when you're homeless. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And so what's the mission of your group? You have a mission? So basically, there are two problems, obviously. There's hunger and there's food waste. So the the mission is to build connections between those two mm-hmm. um, and to um, build communities. So to to bring the food to the people yeah. but, and not, not to the landfills. Not to the landfills. That's right. And contribute to gases in the air and climate change. Yeah, but right. it's not even composted. I mean, that's the no. thing to me. I'm like, this no. is just becoming garbage. It's not even a composting situation where it could be contributing. You well, know. and Annie, <sighs> half, of, half of it's wrapped in plastic. Oh, that's true. That's right. true. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Let, so. me, let me uh, go ahead and do our reintroduction because I got so caught up, I forgot I needed to do that. <laughs> um, I'm Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guests are Whitney Mickelson and Jessica O. Today, we are talking about food insecurity, food deserts, and local solutions, which specifically uh, is Food Rescue U.S. Uh, If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663. That's 813-239-9663. Or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org, and we will read it on the air. We we invite people to participate in our show. Yes, and we actually have a couple of emails and somebody on the line. But first, we're going to take a quick note from Bill. Bye. Okay. Nolly isn't listening to the Sustainable Living Show, just about the most fun that your ears have ever had. And I know what you're thinking. How can you show your love and support? Well, it's easy. Just go to our website, WMNF.org, and click on the tip jar at the top of the screen. Be sure to direct your donation to SUL for Sustainable Living. And let me tell you something special. You may not see them, but when you support Sustainable Living in WMNF Tampa, angels bend down to kiss your cheeks. (laughs) 
That's awesome. Bill is the best. I just love you, Bill. Great. Yes, he is. All right. So on the line, we have Claudia. And Claudia is calling from Northport. Uh, Welcome to the show, Claudia. Thank you. I love your show. Thank you. As often as I can. So glad. Uh, But what I wanted to comment on, because you were talking about sustainable living and foods, and I actually, when I have time volunteer for a local church uh, in Port Charlotte and they supplement from, they get supplement from uh, the Sam's clubs in the local area. Majority, I believe, comes out of Cape Coral, but my, but, but, but the whole thing is I'm new to it and I'm just, you know, getting involved in it and the surprise of the supply of food that comes from, you know, I mean, there is some purchasing from the church, but we get um, pallets of grapes, bananas. Yes. Um, it, it yeah. Just, yeah. It's more, um, it, it would be helpful if more, the thing is, it's a lot of work, you know, you have to have the volunteers for right. the work, but there is so much more out there from these large companies if you have somebody that can go to them and do the footwork. Yeah, the, the in-between exactly. person. But there is, there's just, there is so much, so you just can't imagine how much extra that they have. And we feed 300 families. Oh, that's so good of you. Thursday. So oh, good of you. Thank you. That, that warms my heart. It's so fun. Every Thursday. Yeah. Good. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for calling and doing your volunteer work. If we all did that, we would be a much better planet. Well, I just, if we, if we could get right, I mean, it would be so helpful, especially like you were speaking of the young children. I yeah. understand that because I worked in daycare and preschool daycare mm-hmm. for years. Right. And we did, of course, yeah. full age as well. And, and uh, I mean, they were starving. The supplements went, the supplements went with, uh, we, we won't get political, but with Reagan's, with Reagan's time, the supplements went in the program. And so, I mean, I can remember buying peanut butter and bread out of my own pocket yeah. to feed these kids in the daycare program. And I knew, you know, even when they when school was out, yeah, yeah, there's there's no meals for a right. majority of them. A lot of them, right? So yeah. right. it'd be wonderful if we could somehow work something and supplement them as well, well. Thank you so much, and that would encourage other people to look into places that and they it, can and volunteer. The companies won't say no if you do the full. Yeah. Work. They have the. They want to do they it. They'll give. They right. want to do they it. They will give. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank ladies. you very much. Uh huh. Oh, you can. By the way, you can listen to the show uh, even if it's not on uh, later on. There's a uh, listen on demand at the end of our <laughs> link. So just just oh. FYI. Yes, there is. All right. So we have Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> very good. So um, what Claudia was talking about is that. She didn't say the statistic, but I'll say it. More than 40% of all the food grown and produced in the U.S. is never eaten. That's sad. And some of that is because it's turned into uh, ethanol, but a lot of it's because of uh, aesthetics. So, Jessica, why? Oh, because they just don't want to look ugly. So, Jessica, what kind of food are you picking up and delivering? Is this... Does it look rotten? Does it look disgusting? What's going on? You would be amazed, Kenny. And we love to joke about it all the time. Um, The food coming, especially out of the grocery stores um, directly that we're picking up right from their back door, 
in my eyes, it's perfect. Um, but it can be something as simple as an apple that has a dark bruise on one side. Right. That can cause that apple to get pulled <coughs> off the shelf. Because unfortunately, as people have gotten farther away from producing their own food, they've gotten farther away from the reality of what food looks like while it's still perfectly good to eat. So there's an expectation that your red apple in the grocery store is going to be perfect and shiny with wax and whatever else they put on it. And <laughs> that is going to have no limits. <laughs> but the truth is, you know, food doesn't do that. And if the end of your cucumber gets soft, well, you can just chop that part off and keep right on yep. eating the last 90% of it. That's still good. But for the grocery stores, um, you know, in my opinion, personally, unfortunately, the standard of what the consumer wants to see is what they need to maintain on their shelves. Right. So the king they're pulling perfectly wonderful food. Um, if you've ever checked a carton of eggs in the grocery store and lifted the lid and found one cracked and put it back down, um, that carton of eggs, things when there's one cracked egg inside, those, um, of course, go. That's a food safety um, issue in some people's eyes, but really it is an aesthetic, you know, there are 11 eggs in that container that are still perfectly fine for someone to eat, and so those types of items get um, pulled from the shelves. So uh, the food is amazing. Um, I'm very happy to see that, at least in my experience in the past couple of years, you know, 90% of what we are receiving is beautiful produce. And I think being able to feed people is very important. Being able to feed them actual nutritious food is incredible. Um, so it, it's such a blessing that those things are coming out of the store, I guess, because uh, it's just making it accessible to so many more people. I find too often you know, cheap, over-processed, tons of chemicals, you know, are, are what people are able to access. Yeah, in their food, food banks. Desert. Food banks in, like in that. the food banks. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Jessica, do you, do you find, I found that the sell-by dates are often the date we pick up or even oh, maybe even the, the day date of. tomorrow. Days before. Okay. Yeah. And I because because they, they've, they've ordered too much of right. whatever, and right. they just they have to clear their their, their inventory. Right, inventory. Be so that too many things have come in, and oftentimes we'll be receiving cases of things um, that just never made it out because you know the expiration haven't sold yet. They cannot continue to just store it, and so right. it it comes out to donation as well, which is wow. wonderful. So sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes the food is like slightly blemish. Sometimes the yeah. grocery store is ordering too much. And I know you both mentioned eggs and produce. Are they are the grocery stores and then I also heard that restaurants are also participating. Are they yeah. donating non uh, produce? Are they donating like meat, milk, bread, yeah. toothpaste? Yeah. Like what yeah. are they donating? Um all the things you would put in your shopping cart. All the things. Oh I really? Mean, so water. Yeah, I, I remember I remember one case of of formula we got a, a while ago. This was a couple of years ago and I was like, Whoa and the date was fine. Yeah. So somebody just ordered way yeah. too much formula mm-hmm. and l- lucky for our families, you know, it went to a good use. Uh, Andy, you'll love this. We even get lucky enough sometimes from, um, we're partnered with Trader Joe's in South Tampa, Uh and they're wonderful. And sometimes we get lucky enough that we get plants that will come out that the surplus flowers can't use. And so whenever there's herbs and things, I'm always like, people, take these home and plant these. (laughs) Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. It'll Uh, come back. All right. We have a couple of emails and a couple of phone calls. And Bill, I'm going to have you 
get Monica on the phone so I don't hang up Jessica like I did last time. <laughs> and we know our weaknesses. <laughs> and Monica is calling from Tampa. And hello, Monica. Me? Yes, yes, we can. Hi. Awesome. Good uh, morning, almost afternoon to everybody. Just want to say thank you for having this conversation. Um, You're I don't want to hijack the show, but I want to do a quick plug. Um, I actually have the honor of being the food system program coordinator for Hillsborough County. Which oh, is, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yay. It's a brand new program that mm-hmm. we're going to launch in the fall. Um, and all the things you guys have talked about today, ranging from food insecurity to food recovery. Um, you mentioned Kitty Wallace. You mentioned lemongrass. Um, cool. Growing your own food. Sure. All of those things are going to be part, different elements of this program. And, um, and what is your name again? Tell me your my name. name is, yep, my name is Monica Petrella. Monica. And, and what is your association? Um, I work for Hillsborough County Government. So I, I, I work for um, Extension, which a lot of people are Oh, yeah. With. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I am uh, leading the community development initiative. Um, it's called Homegrown Hillsborough. Okay. And it's focused on the food system here in Hillsborough. And it kind of has uh, two parts. Wow. One for organizations to be able to collaborate together. And maybe we can start doing some systematic programming that can put a dent yes. in some of these issues. The other is going to be an educational and outreach opportunity for residents and individuals. This is um, fantastic. So it, yeah, it's super exciting. It's literally my dream Good job. timing um, today. Yeah, yeah. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> we we definitely have to connect. So yeah, let's, I, I, I yeah. wrote down the names of the speakers, and yeah. um, I emailed them to myself, so that way I can connect with them. Um, but okay, yeah, good. I'm excited that people are, are so passionate and about it. And I'll reach out to you as well, Monica. That would be great, yeah. yeah. And, Please, uh, okay. Good. And I would I would encourage any listeners um, if they want to get involved, they can shoot me an email and. Okay, what my, is that email? Yep, it's my last name, which is spelled P E T R E L L A. I spelled it perfectly. I can't believe awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> and then it's my initial and middle initial, so M L. So M L. M L at hillsboroughcounty.org. org. Okay. Um, and, and, yeah, just shoot me an email. I am about to take a pretty long vacation, but I'll do my best to get back to everybody. And um, and in the fall, it's going to be all hands on deck. So wow. I maybe come on a sustainable living program and talk yes, about it. Yes, totally. Us. We're loving that. Uh, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, you yeah, know, and, we need to roll, too. So. <laughs> so I, I don't want to take up more time because the speakers have so much more. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And thank you for everybody thank you, Monica. doing all the work. Yeah, yeah. So great. Thank you. We'll, we'll be in touch later. And anybody listening, feel free to email me and figure out how to get involved. Thanks and, a lot, Monica. Yeah. I appreciate awesome. you calling in so much. I think Kenny has some calls and yep. all kind of stuff over there. So the next person we're going to talk to is Erica from Tampa. Hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi. Hi. Erica. <laughs> Hi, Erica. <laughs> I recognize that voice. <laughs> she has some comments regarding the food rescue that Jessica does. Yes, I just wanted to say um, I've known Jessica for a few years now, and it's funny how we actually met. I used to be in law enforcement, and she just has such a giving heart, and I've seen firsthand how she's been able to help the local community, and it's just so nice, so refreshing seeing, you know, 
what she has put together, the amount of hours, the amount of time, gas, and everything to just give back to the community because there's not much resources that just, you know, that do what she does. That's so, so it's great. Just, it's awesome. We're lucky to have her. Thank you, Erica. Yes. Thank you, Erica. All the people that volunteer for things like this is just yeah. marvelous. Yeah. So I just want to kind of give a summary. So Food Rescue U.S., Dunedin, they're picking up food from different grocery stores and restaurants. And then Whitney and Jessica, where? how do you become a recipient of the food? And what are some locations you can pick up at? And how do you, be, how do you become in part of this? Yeah. We, we've we been um, approaching different nonprofits. Like we found, we found Jessica a couple of years ago, thankfully, because she takes a lot of food, which is awesome. Um, but um, there are churches, there are food banks that we deliver to. Yeah, it's just getting to know your community. And I think that's the biggest joy of, of doing this is to really connect and people with with food um so uh, so if somebody was year, listening if somebody was listening on the air how yeah. would they find where to go get the food well they they would have to go to their local food banks because food rescue basically delivers the food from the stores to okay the food banks or churches or or, or another nonprofit such as jessica's Little River Community Cupboard. Middle River right. Community Cupboard. Little the, River. Little, little River. The Little River. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you can so go to Food Rescue. Um, sorry, Whitney. You can go to Food Rescue. Um, dot us and you we they actually have a really great app on there. So anyone who's interested, be yes. it a grocery store, a restaurant, um, center, anything, um, anyone that's interested in becoming a donor can go on there. They can get information. I know. And Whitney, I'm sure you've heard it. Sometimes when I've mentioned it to other businesses, they've said, oh, well, what about the risk? Could we get in trouble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, that was one of our questions, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I have all that information here. I think Annie was questioning, if you were hungry, where would you go? That That's what her, her question was. If you needed food. Well, and you're saying um, go to the foodrescue.us and there is a an app in or, or go in there and you can probably put in your location and it'll tell you where a close by place is. Right? No, to connect to the food as a member of the community that needs to receive food from yes. in yes. need, you would need to find that through whatever your local resources are. So yes. I know that for instance Feeding Tampa Bay has a large What's it called? Accounting. A Feeding Tampa Bay's website. Feeding Tampa Bay. Okay. A, they have a huge database of local pantries. Okay. That, um, so you can go on there and you can search for local pantries. That's one of the easiest ways to find a local pantry. And then those people place. that don't have a computer, they probably can go to the library or they can, uh, because yeah. free computers are like that. So I know that exactly. sometimes people get frightened when they hear something like that and they, they don't have the access. And I would think that they would have a phone number. I bet we could maybe find we the, could find that and put number. that on our yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Facebook social media. That, 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 would, be that would be good. Yeah, it would that be. be good. Yeah, because yeah. phones are easier for people on a lot of levels. Definitely. Yeah. Now, what Kenny was asking about, or somebody was bringing about uh, about uh, if you get in trouble, if you right. So yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit because um, 
a lot of a lot of stores that we run into they don't want to donate because they're afraid of the liability right um what if someone gets sick off of their food and it's expired blah 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 so back in 1996 there was a good samaritan food donation act put into place and this basically takes all the liability away from the the organizations that are donating. What was it called so, again? It was Good Samaritan. It's good Samaritan. That's the Good so nice. Samaritan. Signed by Bill Clinton. Yay, Bill. Signed by Bill Clinton on October 1st, 1996. Wow. So that that basically allevi- alleviate, alleviates all of that worry from yeah. Trader Joe's from the food patch from wherever. Yeah, that's so great. Um, it takes care of it. But still, people... Yeah, they're frightened. It, it takes, yeah, they're frightened. It takes a lot of education. Yeah. And it takes... Um, you know, I, I give people numbers of managers to other stores that donate to us. Yeah, so, so that they, they can, can compare talk notes. about it. And, sure. That's yeah, a good idea. So that they can... They can feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. In the past year um, or two, France made it yes. the law that you have to donate surplus food to right. yes. food banks and food pantries. That and would be nice to have that happen. We've had this law since 19, you know, 1996, so we should probably be doing the same. Yeah, um, we should probably be doing the same. Yeah, so yeah. we do have a couple of emails that, nice have, to get that have been holding on to. <laughs> one, one is from uh, David Bryant. He said... Around 40th Street and Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, there's a pretty big food desert. The old B&D supermarket at the corner got damaged by a fire, he thinks, a few years ago and was never replaced. And he wants to know what does the guest think about, you know, that food desert. And then we do have another text message from Bubba, and he says he recalls from 30 years ago in Sarasota that there was an old um, shuttered Publix near Ringling Art School and it was turned into a community market and it was run as a co-op. Unfortunately, it doesn't it didn't stay long open. And he was wondering if you guys could speak on that. So do you guys have experience with the people that you give to? Do, do they necessarily live in a food desert, which is a place where uh, people can't easily access fresh fruits and vegetables? Especially if they can't they don't have a car. Yeah. Yeah. Or are they yeah, we, are they people from all we, walks of life? There's there's one church that we've worked with um, that we're currently working with where we do what's called a pop-up. And that church actually lets us take their donated food into this this community that that is very impoverished. And every Friday, we just have a food giveaway. Wow. Um, so yeah, you take so, it to an area that you know that there's going to be a lot of those people that need it, yeah, and they we, don't we, have the, yep. the transportation or so on, and so exactly. they know that it's going to happen on that Friday, so they're there on that Friday. And How does that Annie, go? We've been doing this for two years That's now, awesome. solid, every single Friday, and be, because of this church, you know, yeah, um, they, they, they let it. us, yeah, they sponsor it, and, and it's been great. So, well, uh, so I, I would like to get more of those going into that, the food desert. So those people, um, are all, is all the food gone by the, by what? Oh, now? the food's gone yeah. within, yeah. The, the food's gone within 10 minutes. What? Yeah. Boxes and boxes and boxes. 
Oh my gosh! How we do how we do over here in Tampa as well. Um, yeah, it's all, yeah. Everything we do here is all pop up style as well. We do two pop-ups. different locations in Tampa and one in Palm Harbor, uh-huh. um, four days a week. So wow. Uh, we do, yeah. we have had in the past people who have Ubered to get to a distribution, and um, we do have some people, we have a large senior community, um, low-income senior community nearby, and we'll deliver um, to them as well, to their community center, and then they have some volunteers that come into the community center and help sort the things, and then their residents come and, and collect what they need. So, um, one of the ways we do things a little different is some of the distributions that we do as well is... We have the community come and choose. And, and I'm sorry, Jessica, you're talking about the Little River community? Yeah, exactly. When, exactly. when you say we, I just want to be clear. Yeah, through our pantry. Because I'm, okay. and I'm, I'm one foot in each area. I'm a volunteer. Exactly. But then I also run the Little River community cupboard. So we, we kind of straddle both worlds over here. So, yes. I'm, exactly, yeah that ends as the recipient. Um, so it, it's, it's really great. We have the, the community can come and they can select their own foods. Um, so they're always choosing things that they will eat and put to use. That won't just become waste again if they take it home. And yeah, because that, that makes a lot of sense because if somebody's just going to get a box of whatever, you know, right. I'm not going to eat box of macaroni and cheese. If you gave it to, you could make me eat that exactly. stuff. Yeah. But, it, you I know, mean, that, a lot of people, they need to know what they're going to get and how they're going to use it and when they're going to the use it. That's the whole thing. Right, because it you can know, be you, ripe at that moment. Right. And Annie, when I, when I was doing my research for the year, I visited... A lot of pantries, and a lot of pantries have have restrictions on income levels. Oh, I'm they sure. have to give their names. They have to give their social security You're numbers. You're kidding. And, and with, with the Little River Community Cupboard and with this other church that we work with, there are no names. There are no just registrations. because you need it. You can, you can come every single week and take what you That's use. Right. So... And that, that was the vision that I, I wanted. Rescue brings donors and recipient agencies or recipient agencies being any type of church or any other type of nonprofit organization that is bringing food then to the community. Um, it's really incredible the way they have it set up. It's so easy. It's easy for people to volunteer. They have a system right. that registers a volunteer and log into. It tells you about all the different um, food pick up opportunities and where that food Oh, that's is good. So when they're there, they can find that out. Yeah. Yeah. So volunteers can very easily go online if you say, hey, I'd like to help, you know, make this happen. Then they can just go right online. They can see what fits in their time frame, um, their time of day, their day of the week. It's, it's very easy to participate. And I think... Um, and it, and Jessica, it doesn't take all day. It takes like a half no. an hour. Exactly. It's just, it's just you're in, you're out, and you've done... And you feel good about your work, and you're done. And you, know? you, and you contributed to society. Exactly. So so let me just, can I give you some numbers before we end? Because okay. And then our we numbers have a are, couple more things are we pretty, want to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, um, so we donate to nine pop-ups a week. Uh-huh. Okay. Food Rescue does 32 runs a week. Wow. So these these are every day. They're going every day. Um, so um, as of May, from May, uh, from 
January to May, mm-hmm. we have we have given away. We have shuffled and given away um, uh, seventy-two thousand pounds of food. Wow. Just from January to May. And that stuff would go in the landfill otherwise. Just from January. The lifetime, over the lifetime, we've given away a half a million meals. Wow. Um, And we've saved more than a million dollars of food from going into the landfills. That's incredible. Uh, do, do you guys have some idea? I just want to throw this out there. It's sort of a, a loose cannon here, but I want to do it anyway. Uh, do you guys? Yeah. What is how is food waste and climate change linked? Do you have some thoughts on that? Because I, Jessica, go. I know you know. <laughs> I know you. Food um, in the landfills obviously has to decompose, right? And when it does, it. It releases carbon dioxide and methane, yeah. Um, which I think at this point we can all pretty much agree contributes um, to some changes in our global climate. Absolutely. So they, um, Project Drawdown actually says that food waste is responsible for about 6% of global emissions. Um, and in Florida alone, um, we have about an estimated about 5.6 million pounds of surplus food um, in, just in Florida. So, um, wow. That's yeah, a lot. It's, it's a big, I don't think people realize, um, you know, that we talk, of course, about landfills and things, but I, I'm not sure a lot of people are aware of how Yeah, that's a big number. Started. You know, uh, I wanted to let you know that we need to get Kitty on the air because she's going to tell us about some events that we have coming on, okay. and we're close oh, cool. to closing okay. up the show pretty soon, so yeah. we just want to be aware of our timing in this. Yeah. So maybe before we go to Kitty, uh, Whitney, can you just... Remind listeners how they can learn more about Food Rescue U.S. Yes, yes. Um, We have a great website. It's foodrescue.us. So if you just Google foodrescue.us, it'll bring you straight there, and you can sign up as a donor. You can sign up as a rescuer. You can... It's a great um, website, and it's really easy to navigate, by the way. I yes. Did. It's very easy. Yes. Thank you, Jessica and Whitney. You guys were great guests. So great. So great. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Very Thank much. you. We're really appreciative. All right. So on the line, we have Kitty. She's part of the Sustainable Events team, and she's going to tell us what's happening in Central Florida this week. Yahoo, Kitty. Hi, good morning. Good what morning. Good. <laughs> There are so many things going on this week, and it did not go unnoticed that it this is Pollinator Month, and this week is Pollinator Week. Um, there is a Whedon Island has a pollinator class on uh, the 23rd at 2 o'clock. Um, the Tampa Bay Butterfly Foundation and the National uh, Organization is having a walk at Violet Curry Preserve in Lutz on... Um, Let's see, on Saturday, and let's see, let me find the information. I'll find it. Uh, Florida Aquarium in Tampa is uh, having a special on uh, discounts for kids who have all A's and B's or all oh, E's and S's on their report card. That's they get great. Their report card. And so they get it, kids get it free, and their adult gets in at 50%. 
And you can see so many uh, aspects of nature there at the Tampa Aquarium. And just even supporting them is a good thing. It is. Now, here's one of the coolest things is that the Sea Turtle Conservancy has hosted a turtle release this morning at 8.30 at the Bradenton Beach. But they've kept uh, a a videotape, and they're going to put a link so you can watch it. But their, their, their turtle is named Esther, and she hauled her, uh, up and uh, laid her eggs. Um, she's an adult loggerhead turtle, and she nested that last night. And then she swam back to the sea with a transmitter attached. That They got that on her before she got away from them, and so now she's out in the water. So there's just a That's lot of things exciting. going on. Yes, <laughs> between turtles and, and uh, pollinators and uh the Tampa Bay History Center is having a walking tour of Central Avenue East and the Butterfly Foundation. The little uh, Red Wagon uh, Native Plant Nursery is having a uh, camp this week. Now, you would have to check with them to see if they are full or not. I went on their website, and I couldn't exactly tell whether they were full, but they're having activities every day this week at the little... Red Wagon. They do a good job South over Henderson there. Yeah. At 3 o'clock. Their classes are <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So today was um, something special about pollinators. Tomorrow is the le- lovely Lepidoptera. Uh, and uh, so they have a, a little theme for each day. So you can go on their website, Little Red Wagon Nursery, and you can see the um, information about each day's activities. But they mostly are either at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They have... One um, a watch party, pollinator power watch party on Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. So there are just different things going on all week at the Little Red Wagon Nursery. Yeah. Thank you, Kitty, for giving us a call. And we're going to put all of those events on our Sustainable Living WMNF Facebook page. Yep. And to just tie up the show, Annie, I wanted to let you know that the average family of four throws away $1,600 of food a year. Wow. And Good thing I don't have three more in my <laughs> And I don't do that. So some things that we could do <laughs> is look and see, you know, in the trash can what you're throwing away. Absolutely. Because compost, you, you, compost, compost. Annie, yes. that's the teaser for next oh, week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited. So next week we're going to be talking about <laughs> compost because if you're throwing away like a potato peel, yeah. that's good. But absolutely. if you're throwing away the whole bag of potatoes, then you're just throwing away money. Well, and the peel goes in too for miles. But you know, even the newsprint. I mean, I shred up the newsprint and put that in as browns in my compost. So there's so many ways to manage that. We're just really glad that there are opportunities that we're bringing forth for you guys to learn from. So good. And I'm learning too. We are learning too. If you enjoyed the show and our weekly content, please consider going to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar, and directing your donations to the Sustainable Living Show. Your donation helps keep us on air. Stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF Tampa's Monday Music with Flea. If you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF's HD3 channel, The Source, to listen to today's Tom and Harmon show live. 
Tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, where we will be talking about composting with the <laughs> Polk Master Gardeners. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living, WMNF, to stay in the loop. I'm Kenny Coogan. And I'm Annie Ellis, and I want to thank all you people that contributed last week and uh, continue to keep our show alive. We really appreciate you. And remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. Bye-bye.